It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Dennis and uh, Brady. Um, and uh, it's going to be another busy show uh, today. They all are this time of the year. The girls' uh, high school basketball district started on Monday. We'll run those scores down and look at tonight's semifinal games in the district. Uh, we still got high school hockey going on as Northern has a big game uh, tonight. Uh, and uh, boys' basketball, regular season winding down, and there were actually some fun games. I was at a really fun game last night. Yes, you were. So we'll talk kind of about, game you like to see. Yes, uh, and and actually, I was at a really fun game on Monday night too, um, and and a lot of good stories in that game. Um, it, it was like it, it it was it was Rudy for a while, <laughs> and then it turned into reality. Yeah. So I kind of like that. Yeah, there was. A, I'd like Hollywood to be truthful about these things. That was a uh, <laughs> that was a PH team that looked like they were dead in the water, and they fought and they're playing another day. Yeah, uh, they 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 lived to play another day, and I, I hope they learned their lesson too, because you can't have what they did against Anchor Bay happen against Dakota tonight, because there won't be coming back from nine down to Dakota. But we'll talk about all that. Yeah, we got, what, two regional semifinals tonight, and you have a re- or district semifinals, and you have a regional final in hockey, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's all coming up today on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. 
Derek Lean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Lean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor. 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. And uh, lots going on. We're going to start with Monday. The uh, girls' basketball districts got uh, going, uh, and there were uh, about 10 games on the uh, docket to get it going uh, in the uh, first uh, round. And we're just going to start right at the top. Division One. Lance Cruz North is the uh, host uh, this year, and uh, – they're maybe the team to beat in this district, but you know what? This district has some good teams in it with Dakota and Portier and I. They're one of the three teams that you would say are going to be the toughest. I mean, three of the five that are going to be the toughest outs. And, well, Anchor Bay had something to say about yeah, that. Yeah, uh, and I was just, just going to say Anchor Bay and Portier on Northern are the two teams that like people are not even taking serious in this uh, district. And, uh-oh, Anchor Bay put a scare into PH on Monday night. Uh, I don't know if they could play any better than what they did. They were well prepared. Okay, first off, kudos to their coaching staff. They had their girls ready to play this basketball game. And kudos to the kids from uh, Anchor Bay. They were ready to play in this uh, basketball game. Um, Peyton Lee was really good. Lillian Golson may have been their best player on on the floor all game long for them, and that's a name that in the times that I've seen Anchor Bay this year, I don't even remember her playing. And this is an Anchor Bay team that lost to PH 45-29, and it wasn't that close. Now, Riley Carraway had a, a really good game. Olivia Zarilli came off the bench and played uh, well uh, for them, uh, and, and they only got one point from Jalen Churchill in the game, and she's one of their better players. Mm-hmm. So uh, what they got from their other kids was, was really special. They won the first quarter 11-8. to eight. Second quarter was 9-9. to nine. Third quarter was 8-8. Eight to eight. So they led by three going into the fourth. Brady, they extended their lead by the midway point of the fourth quarter to nine. There was 3.58 to go. They were up nine, and the Big Reds came out of a timeout. Uh, and you've, you've seen the scene in Major League where Serrano looks at the bat and talks to Joe Boo, yeah. and he says, Joe Boo, I do it myself. <laughs> Julia Gilbert had that moment. She put the world on her back, put the Supergirl cape on, and took over with four fouls, took over that basketball game on both ends of the court, and it was sensational. Because she sensational. picked up three fouls pretty quickly, right? Really quickly. So it, it was Mia Jacobs that kept PH in the game in the first half. Mm-hmm. It was Ileana Williams that kept PH in the game in the third quarter. 
and then it was Julia Gilbert that won the game for PH in the fourth quarter and the overtime, scored all of her team's points in overtime, all on free throws. Perfect at the stripe when it counted. She had a, an and one to tie the game and send it into overtime. So her last nine points came at the free throw line, and she was nine for nine in pressure situations um, and finished with 20 points. At halftime, there was no way I thought I was going to see a 20-point game from Julia Gilbert. But she was 20 points. Don't have rebounding totals, but she was double digits in rebounds. She may have had a triple-double when you throw in steals, um, plus the fact the blocks that she gets. And it was like, okay, players with four fouls generally olay it. <laughs> nope. Because they don't want to foul out the game. She dared. She dared the officials to call a fifth foul on her. <laughs> I love it. I love the way she played that basketball game. Uh, and and Portier and High came back. They tied it at 36 at, re- at the end of regulation, and then they outscored Anchor Bay 8-3 to in overtime with everything coming from the free throw line from Julia Gilbert. 44-39, to PH wins that uh, basketball game, uh, and it was, like I say, just an absolute thing of beauty. Um, Julia Gilbert with 20, Mia Jacobs with 12, Ileana Williams with 10, Peyton Lee had 14 for the Tars, and Lillian Golson had 10 points for the uh, Tars. And again, I tip my cap to Anchor Bay. They did not play that game scared, and they did not play that game like an underdog. They played that game like a team that thought they could win the district. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave PH everything they got. But again, that's how good PH is. That's how good Julia Gilbert is when she wants to be, and she wants to be. Yeah, we were talking about this. She might be the best defensive player in the area because not only does she get the steals and she can play perimeter defense, she gets, it seems like, every night three, four blocks. Vicious blocks. Yeah, she her help side defense, when she slides across the lane and brings the help, she will send that ball into the fourth row of the bleachers. You know, and, you're, and you sit there and you go, what would have happened? If somewhere in there she did get a fifth foul. Right. PH's season would be over right now because I don't know that anybody else would have been able to put on the performance that she put on to get them where they needed to go. Because like you said, Jacobs did it in the first half to keep him in it. Williams did it in the third quarter to keep him in it, and then Gilbert finished it off. Yeah, and spectacularly too. Like, again – Jacobs is a streaky shooter, and, and when she's going, she knocks down threes, and that's what she did. She knocked down a couple of threes mm-hmm. to keep the game close. Um, Williams is also can be streaky on offense and really good. Like when she gets to the basket or she gets at the elbow, the elbow is her spot, and when she's knocking that little jumper down, she's hard to stop. And, yes, they're both really good defenders. PH doesn't have bad – you can't play for the Big Reds if you're a bad defender. They won't let you on the court. No, um, that's, but that's, they're not like they don't do the same things that Gilbert does. Well, Gilbert, I think, is the best, especially in girls basketball, all around defensive, best defensive player. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't argue that. I mean, I love all the Langemans, and and we've got a lot of good players. Yeah, in, Marysville in has area. a lot of good defensive players. Yeah. City, I think, one of the better on ball defenders is Bella Volkman. Yep, and but. Gilbert does it that's, in the paint. Like that, that's a really good example because Bella is a great defender, but Bella does get that fifth foul. Mm-hmm. She does fall out of games because she defends so hard. Right, because she doesn't give you any room to breathe. Julia get that, that third or fourth foul, and you, you feel comfortable keeping her in there because she doesn't seem to fall out. Yes, but that's a, that's a big win for PH. Sets up a huge round three between uh, Port Huron High and Dakota. Yeah, that's the 5.30 game tonight over at that uh, district. Northern is the late game at 7 o'clock against Lance Cruz North, who may have uh, the best basketball player in the state, certainly one of them. (laughs) Yes, yes. So that's going to be a tall task for Northern, uh, but Port Huron Dakota should be a lot of fun. Yeah, they've played twice this year, and they've split right down the middle. The game at PH was an absolute war. 
Uh, and um, Dakota got them at Dakota. I can't remember the final of the first game. It was, game. I want to say, a five-point win yeah. for Dakota. But um, uh, uh, and, and then PH got him, I think, by seven at home. It was fifty-one forty-six at Dakota at home. It was thirty-eight thirty-two. Yeah, PH won that. So one. that the, the and those were two hard-fought basketball games. I imagine round three on a neutral court is going to be just as hard-fought. And and if you're PH, having a tough game on Monday might help you because you you got the chance now to breathe that sigh of relief and go oh. We've got to be a lot better. And it is a double-edged sword sitting around waiting and waiting for districts because I will tell you that week before districts feels like it's a month because you have the Saturday practice. A lot of times teams will go there on Sunday to shoot around just to get a feel for it and because that's the only time you can get into the neutral site gym. And then Monday and Tuesday, especially if you have the bye, you're sitting there, you're waiting – and you, you well, you're, you're the Dakota kids up. sitting in the stands cheering for Anchor Bay because right. you think, oh yeah, we're going to get an easy game on Wednesday. Right. We're in the finals already, and then all of a sudden to go, oh, we have to play them again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a an absolute battle, which that's become a, a fun little rivalry in the red. Absolutely. All right. Well, you saw some basketball. I did see some basketball. I saw one basketball game. Um, Algonac and Richmond in the opening round, I guess is what you'll call it. Te- I guess technically a quarterfinal for the district. Uh, Richmond and Algonac. Now, the state had it wrong. Algonac had beaten Richmond last week. Okay. For some reason, the MHSA site, it was reported backwards. It was a 48-40 win for Algonac over Richmond. So the Muskrats were coming in at 9-10, and 10, Richmond at 3-16. and 16. And it, was, it wasn't the cleanest basketball game between these two. Uh, it was a 7-7 game after one, and it was little runs, but a lot of turnovers, a lot of throwing the ball out of bounds. It felt like the first quarter took 20 minutes to play because of all the whistles. Then in the second quarter, Algonac kind of kept pace. They scored nine, but they only held Richmond to two, which was a big uh difference going down the stretch uh Ella Stevenson was scoring the the bulk of Algonac's points and she does so she just gets the ball and she runs and she wants to beat you down the floor and when she does she'll hit she'll she'll make the layups third quarter again was even it was 8-7 so it's 24-16 going into the fourth and Algonac just matched every shot Richmond Richmond would make they end up winning 34-23 Ella Stevenson ended with 16 for Algonac. Cassette Bartles ended with 11 for Richmond. Again, there there wasn't a ton to say besides the second quarters. What did in Richmond? They lost. They tied the first quarter, lost the second, third quarter by one, and lost the fourth quarter by three. But you score two points in the second, and that's that's what does you in. It was just not a very sharp game from either side. So you're gonna get. Algonac Marine City in your second game yes, tonight. Yes, which is a rematch. Which is a rematch that Marine City – I was at that game. It was played at Algonac. Marine City won it 44-20. to 20. They basically – they came out and, and they won the first quarter 23-8. to 8. And then the last three quarters of that game were very low scoring and not a lot happened. Well, yeah, I mean, basically they had a slight advantage the last three quarters. Uh, Algonac – there are times when you see something going, and a freshman I like for Algonac, J.C. Reams, she had seven. She's a nice player for the Muskrats, uh, but outside of Stevenson, she was the only player that scored more than four points. They need a little bit more, and maybe they need to muddy it up against Marine City, but they got to win over Richmond. You feel good about winning a district game. Richmond plays hard. I know their record ends at 3-17, and 17, but I feel like they're a little better than that. They have some nice young players. Uh, McIntyre's a junior. She'll be back. Uh, Maria Manchik, Mariah Manchik, excuse me, had seven points, and she plays tough. She's just a sophomore. Uh, Coker didn't play as much, but she's someone to, to build on. They lose a decent amount, but they have some good players. Bartles is just a junior for Richmond. They'll be bringing talent back and effort is not an issue with Richmond they they both teams 
play hard. It was just, I don't know if it was nerves or what have you, but wasn't the cleanest game. Algonac does what they need to do to advance, and they get another shot at Marine City tonight. I believe that is the late game tonight yep. at uh, 7 o'clock at Marysville. So see if the Muskrats can pull off an upset because you go from being the favorite to win your opening round game to a heavy underdog. Um, Marine City and Algonac will both know who they'd meet on Friday because mm-hmm. that's the first game, and that's Marysville St. Clair. Is the third time a charm for the Saints, or does Marysville just own this team? I mean, we can talk about it more in the third segment, but I just – it's hard to see a path to victory for St. Clair. They've had spurts where they've been solid, but Marysville has really, for the for most of the t- two games they played, had their foot on the gas pedal the entire time. All right, over at Emily City, uh, they had uh, two games on uh, Monday. Armada defeated Elmont 44-33. Raiders' season comes to an end despite uh, 13 from Grace Johnson, 11 from Kendall Roshinsky, uh, Roshevsky, and 7 from Grace uh, Koenig. But Armada moves on. Their reward is Yale, and Armada and Yale have played some tough ball games against each other this yes, year. Yes, they have. You saw one of them, didn't you? I did, uh, and it was a really fun basketball game that Yale pulled out. That was a tough week for Armada. They had uh, two tough games that week, lost in overtime to Yale, and then lost by the same score to North Branch. It didn't go to overtime, but it had a chance to. Right. Uh, that was a game with the crazy finish and the, the mm-hmm. ball-throwing incident mm-hmm. and uh, – so uh, Armada is uh, looking maybe for a little bit of revenge against Yale tonight. Emily City's going to get Croslex after the uh, Lady Pioneers, who had a tough season this year. They blew Otisville Lakeville out of the gym, fifty to twenty-nine. So they get a nice district win. And this isn't a Otisville Lakeville team with a bad record. They were ten and ten. They were a five hundred basketball team, and they couldn't. Even keep it within 20 to, with Croslex, a team that really struggled in the BWAC, only won a couple of uh, BWAC games. Uh, there was no game at Memphis on uh, Monday. Clintondale advanced via a forfeit uh, against Landmark. Clintondale plays New Haven tonight in the early game. Mount Clemens plays Memphis in the uh, late game, uh, and we talked about it a little bit on uh, Monday that the, we think this is kind of Mount Clemens' tournament to lose, the, yeah, the, or at least they have the best player. Yes, that they do. So we'll, we'll see what that means. All right, uh, Brown City beat KPAC. 49-27, to 27, and Millington, who we didn't know a whole lot about, beat Marlette pretty handily, 58-31 to 31 on uh, Monday night, and that sets up Brown City against Sandusky in the early game and Kingston against Millington in the late game tonight. Um, and again, we're all kind of anticipating a Sandusky, a Sandu- uh, Sandusky, Sandusky. Uh, Kingston final there. I mean, Sandusky's beaten Brown City twice this year. But, again, don't know much about Millington, so we'll wait and see. Yes, we will. But, again, I'm expecting Sandusky-Kingston until it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, The tournament will begin at Parkway tonight. Uh, Parkway has a bye to the finals. Yeah, three-team district, Three-team district. I don't like. So Mooney is playing New Haven Merritt for the right to play Parkway on uh, Friday there, and that game is tonight at uh, 7. Carsonville port Sandlack beat Caseville 38-23, to while Ubley beat Owen Gage Brady 54-10 to yeah. on Monday night. So it's CPS against Deckerville, two rivals in the early game, and then Ubley will play North Huron in the uh, 7 o'clock game uh, tonight. Um, and so... Uh, that uh, that ugly North Huron game is inter- the CPS Deckerville game is interesting. So we got some interesting games. We had a, a good opening round of district basketball. Yes, yes, we did, and we should have another fun one tonight. Um, I'll be at Marysville for the two again. We'll talk about those matchups a little more uh, probably in the third segment. But yeah, a lot of 
this is the fun time of the year, and it's kind. It kind of goes quick because you're like, oh yeah, districts, and then like three days later, you're like, we have three teams left playing. <laughs> so, and and we'll see who those teams are after Friday night. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, the boys next because uh, they're winding down the regular season, and there were some good games played. Uh, last night around the area, I saw a fun one between Marine City and Marine City Cardinal Mooney. So we'll talk about that, uh, and then uh, we'll uh, get into uh, hockey in the third segment and look a little deeper at the, uh, the girls' games tonight. Uh, so that's all still to come on the show today. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. 
Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Boys basketball uh, last night. Let's start in the uh, the MAC, um, where New Haven defeated uh, Port here in high, 52-40. to 40. The Big Reds get 15 from Connor Rosenau and 11 from Deontay uh, Foy. Uh, but uh, New Haven just a little bit too much for the Big Reds. But, you know, the, the, the Big Reds, they've improved since the start of the season, and, and actually they haven't had that bad of a year. No, it's they're seven and thirteen. Not the greatest. Obviously, a losing season. Probably had hoped they could get to five hundred or better. They're gonna have to play Lance Cruz North in the district. Going to be tough. They've lost six of seven now. Excuse me, five of six since they've beaten Marysville in the start of the month. Big Reds. Mm-mm. Yeah, they kind of sputtered down the stretch a little bit after. At one point, they were playing for second in the Max Silver. Yeah. So, but I'm just, I'm just for for these guys because again, they thought they're going to have some other players this year, and those kids decided not to play. Mm. And, and I still like the development of some of the guys that they've got. They're a younger team. They'll bring a lot of key pieces back next year. All right. Anchor Bay finally gets a win as uh, they knock off Marysville 45-38. to Dylan Gyra, I'm telling you, I like Dylan Gyra. Uh, he just doesn't have a lot around him, but he scored 19, uh, and, the, and the Tars after losing uh, 18 straight this season, and it's longer than that if you go back to last season. So we're talking about this is a, a basketball team that's in the 20s in the losing streaks. Um, they finally get a win. Um, unfortunately for our Viking uh, fans, it's against Marysville, who got 14 from Tyler Simpson and 12 from Cole Bowman, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, um, Anchor Bay's losing streak was actually at 19. They actually picked up wins the last two games of the season. They so started see, they off. play better at the end of the season. Apparently. Um, yeah, Mary's, uh, Marysville drops just unloads on Warren Mott the end of last week. 69-47. Here's how yo-yo-y their last four games have been. You want to go five. They lose to Sterling Heights 44-39. They bounce back by beating Hazel Park and putting up 75 points, have two 20-point scores in Bowman and Simpson. How do they rebound from that? They lose to Clawson 41-38, but even in that game, they were down 35-15 at halftime and made it a three-point game and didn't give up a point like the last 10 minutes of basketball. They bounced that back by beating Mott by 22, a big Class A school, 69-47. Again, 20-point scores from Bowman and Simpson. And then after that, they go and lose to Anchor Bay, 45-38. It has been up, down, up, down. It's been a roller coaster the past week and a half for Marysville. So that means the next time they play, they're going to play good, and that's good for them because it's, uh, what, a playoff game? Or do they, no, they, do have, they, Northern they have Northern tomorrow. That's right. They have Northern. So, Northern, watch out. <laughs> yes. The, the very scientific pattern I just showed <laughs> shows that Marysville is going to play well. But good for Anchor Bay to get a win. Uh, the Vikings right now just seem like a roll of the dice. I know Sterling Heights has struggled, but what St. Clair did to Sterling Heights last night. Yeah, good Lord. Uh, 62 to 19, the Saints roll 
in that one. Uh, Cam Bleasdale, 15. Eli Lore, 11. Hunter Richardson, 11. Ten different Saints scored in this game, and their defense obviously was smothering. Yes. That's a fun senior night. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a game you're like, yeah, all right. Get in, get out, celebrate, feel good for the seniors. All right. The game I was at was Cardinal Mooney Marine City. This was a fun basketball. This is how I like basketball. Coaches probably don't like it, but I like it. 76-65, track meet, run up and down the court. Mooney almost had four 20-point quarters. They had 20 in the first, 17 in the second, 20 in the third, and 19 in the fourth for their 76. Marine City scored 16 in the first, 15 in the second, 21 in the third, and then were held to 13 in the fourth. Oh, slow but, quarter. But, but Brady... I've seen games, boys and girls games this year, where 19-13 was your score at halftime, and that was my fourth quarter score. Or 17-15 was the score at halftime, and that was my second quarter score. Um, and, and I could do that with every quarter of this game. I've had that be my halftime score in a game this year. Um, <laughs> so these teams were flying up and down. I see now why Mooney might be giving up more points, but it's because, okay, Trent Rice is the flash. Oh, he's the he might be the fastest player in the area. He is a blur going up and down the court, and it's obviously a good speed and tempo for him and for their offense because they can score on the fast break. They score – Driving, penetrating, getting to the bucket. He had 32 last night. They could not stop him. Um, and Brian Everhart had 18, and he only hit one three. Rice didn't hit a three. Uh, and Everhart only hit one three, and they scored 50 points between the two of them. And it's driving, getting to the basket, playing up. Tempo, getting out on fast breaks. Basketball. And and when you play that style, the other team gets more possessions too. Yes. And so they're going to score a little bit more yeah, um, I guess as well. If you broke it down in points per possession or points per 10 possessions, however you want to do it, Marine City might not look as bad as you look at their last six games and their best defensive performance has been 60, actually in their last seven. So... You're saying part of that has to do with their offense giving I, the other team yeah, the ball more. I, I think that they're they're kind of testing the waters with, hey, we've got uh, a couple of these guys, and they like to go fast, so let's let them go fast. And, and especially Trent Rice just sprinting up and down the basketball court uh, and scoring at will last night, getting to the basket, getting and ones, getting to the uh, free throw line. Uh, at, at one point, he made six straight free throws. Um, his, his points, 21 through 26, all came at the free throw line. And he had, let's see, six. He had 10 free throws last night um, and 11 two-point makes. And it was, it was all layups. There, there, there weren't many jumpers in there. Um, and, and, and same with Everhart. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points from the free throw line because they're getting to the basket, and even when they're not making the shot, they're forcing contact and getting to the free throw line, which kept uh, two uh, Marine City in foul trouble. And Marine City had to rotate in and out. A lot of guys played last night for the Mariners, uh, and, and it was more because of the foul situation. At the end of the game, um, they had to, to keep subbing out Distelrath and Wozniak. Wozniak would play defense because they didn't want Distelrath mm -hmm. to foul out, but they wanted Distelrath on offense. Right. And so you, you had to play that game uh, down the stretch last night for them. Wyatt Walker had a quiet 17, hmm. but he's always there and he's always doing good things. Um, Scott Kretschmar always plays well when I'm there. When I am in the gym, Scott Kreschmeyer scores. He had 16, but fouled out of the game. He did knock down three threes. Caden Chapman was good last night, too. He had 11 points, um, knocked down a three. Josh Vandeviver and Luke Collins each knocked down two three-pointers. Like, every once in a while, I see the Mariners, and they make a lot of threes. Yes, they can, they can shoot their way 
into wins, and they can shoot their way out of wins, as we've seen. Down the stretch, they've been playing better. They've, they're, let's see, in their last five, they're only two and three, but that includes a loss to 16 and four Madison that they lost by 10 and played well. They lost to Lamphere by six on the road, and their other loss was last night at Cardinal Mooney. They've been playing tough teams, and they've beaten Port Huron and Sterling Heights. They finished the season nine and 11, and earlier in the season, yeah, I was expecting a little more for them. They went through a tough stretch in the middle of the season where they lost 6-7. But you can rectify that in the districts. You get Marysville. You get your rival that you haven't seen uh, yet this year. And you get a little momentum. And you also have a chance to make up for your very first game you played against Richmond if you win that game. You know, and here's the thing. Going into the game, Mooney was two and four in their last six, and Marine City was five and two in their last seven. Now, if I told you, Brady, Mariners hit eight threes and Mooney hit two threes. Oh, you think Mar- the Mariners win? Yeah, but here's the difference in the game: Marine City got twenty. Uh, Mar- Marine City Cardinal Mooney got twenty-two points from the free throw line, and Marine City got seven. Wow! And the free throw disparity. Like, Mooney shot more, but not that many more. Mm-hmm. The Mariners missed some free throws. And there was also, um, you were telling me, a really cool moment to start the game. Yeah, that the, the best part about this game was we had two guys with injuries who haven't played much this basketball season. Who both would have been big parts of, of their, their team. teams. Uh, and they're both seniors. And it was senior night at, at Mooney, so obviously they started their senior guys. And Luke Julio came out onto the floor. Uh, you saw Luke get hurt. That was no, it was uh, the game after he got hurt. Oh, he was at Everest yeah. when he went down. And, and it, it, that was very early in the season. I want to say one of the first five games. And Chuck Tigert for the Mariners got hurt very early in the, uh, the season. And they were both out there last night to start the game for their teams. Uh, and, yes, it was rigged, but who cares? It was cool. Mooney won the tap, and they kind of olayed it for Julio to get a bucket, and then the Mariners threw it down, and they did the same thing at the other end of the court so Tiger could get a bucket, and then somebody called timeout so they could get those two guys out of the game. Uh, and so the game started 2-2 two to two with the, the two guys who have been injured all year scoring the two baskets. Right. You know, it's Julio's last game at home, probably the last game he's going to play in his career in, mm. in basketball. He's not going to come back during the playoffs. No. Uh, and the same for, for Tigert. That's his last game. He's not going to play in the playoffs. So it's kind of cool that they can go out that way. Uh, and I thought it was a, a good idea by the two coaches to agree to do that. I don't know whose idea it was originally. But, but I'm glad they, they found a way where they could do something and it didn't hurt anybody. Right. Right. That was, so. that was cool when you told me about that. Yeah. So. And Ty Nelson went down with an injury for Marine City, and it, and it didn't look good. He went down early in the game, never came back, and I would say he's very questionable for next week. Gotcha. So don't know exactly what it was, but it was the left leg injury is all I can tell you. Okay. And he needed help getting off, and it hurt because it happened near me, and I could hear him. It hurt. Yeah. So get better, Ty, and hope that it's not uh, serious. All right, what else happened last night in the BWAC? Croslex was just being Croslex, and they beat Yale 69-39 to at Yale. Not an easy place to go, but they go there and win by 30. That's – and really – Against a team that's not that bad. Yale is not that bad. And with a team that that you had, let's be honest, Croslex really doesn't have anything to play for. This is the point in the season where it's week 16 in the NFL and you've already clinched the first round by and they still go out and boat race Yale by 30. Yeah. Uh, Richmond beats North Branch 54-25. Sebastian Mays, my guy, 11 points. Carl Stevens, my guy, 9 points. Kyle Bartolomucci and Trey Graham, 8 points uh, each. Just Seem, wanted to throw yeah. that out there. That was a uh, That's a good couple of bounce backs for Richmond, which you expect. They'll be tested tomorrow against Armada. Could be a preview of a district final. 
Uh, it was a fun game last time, but Richmond, I mean, they've lost to Croslex twice and Yale once, which the longer the season goes on seems more outer space. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll have that Richmond-Armada game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and I am interested to see, uh, not, not only just be, because of the rivalry, but because of what kind of a game, like, like you said, it's the end of the season game and it's not going to affect anything for next week, but it's a big deal game because Richmond and Armada are just natural rivals because they're so close to each other and they don't like each other. No, no, not at all. And I, think Armada's getting healthier down the stretch. I'm, I'm interested to get the report of who plays and how well they play. All right. Brown City beat Peck 54-33 to last night. Ubley with another win. They beat Kingston 52-43. to And one other game played in boys basketball last night. Uh, Austin Catholic beats uh, Landmark 55-39 to was the final there. And those were all the boys games for a uh, really uh, fun Tuesday night of uh, boys basketball. So all that we've got left to talk about is the hockey, and then we'll get a little bit more in-depth in what the girls are doing tonight in their district semifinal games coming up in our final segment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, Let's get to the ice. The uh, regionals taking their sweet times, wrapping uh, up that uh, Division II regional um, that uh, Marysville and Thumb Legion was in in Anchor Bay. Finally finished up on Monday night with Romeo beating Anchor Bay in the championship game 4 to nothing, uh, and not as close a game as, as I thought it would be because uh, Anchor Bay edged out Marysville 4-3, to, to three, and Romeo needed overtime to get by Stony Creek 3-2. to two. And so I was expecting a one I, – honestly, I was expecting a one-goal game that either team could win, and Romeo ends up beating them by four goals, and it's kind of anticlimactic for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it was a butt kicking for Romeo. They they shaped up after almost squandering a chance at a regional title, and they just shut down Anchor Bay. Not much, not much really more you can say about it. Now, tonight at Suburban Ice Arena, I'm very excited why this game got held over to a Wednesday. I have no idea. This is way too long to be waiting for this hockey game. Okay, the, the Northern Eisenhower game was played Saturday night. It feels like it was a month ago to me. Oh, wait, it is it is because February is over and it's March now. Oh! Uh, just throwing that out there. A- anyways, um, uh, Northern and Lance Cruz Unified. This is fun because these are two very different kind of hockey teams. Okay, Lance Cruz Unified has like four guys that I think are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and two of them, Ringstad and Gooley, are really good together. They're different. They remind me a few years back, Romeo had two guys, Blankenship and uh, Genuine. Mm-hmm. That was the year they won the state title. They won right? a state title that year. And Gooley kind of plays like genuine smooth skater big shot but he kind of cheats a little bit up uh, you know he dangles he hangs up the ice a little bit he releases from the zone early he's go 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 get me the 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 puck I'm more interested in playing offense than defense right um whereas um Ringstad is more like Blankenship was great at both ends of the ice, more of a setup guy, mm-hmm. but he can score. Like, if you needed him to be your goal scorer, he'd be your leading goal scorer. But because you got Gooley and other guys on the team that could put the puck in the net, he'll pass it more than he'll shoot it. But when he does shoot it, he can snipe. They're really good. They've got a defenseman named McCarthy that I like a lot. Uh, and then they just got a lot of other nice pieces. This, this is a nice hockey team. But I think they're focused more on attack and not as focused defensively. And I, I think, again, they don't have a bad goalie. He's not letting in goals from center ice. He's not letting in soft goals. But he gives up a lot of rebounds. And I think if Northern plays this gritty style that they've started to play here down the end of the season and they go to the net like they've been going to the net in the two games that, that they've won – Northern has won two tight hockey games by going to the net and scoring the ugly goal. And mm-hmm. that's how you win in the playoffs. You score ugly goals 
and you play great defense, and the Huskies do that. The Huskies are very conscious about their own zone and playing defense, and then they have the wild card because they've got Logan Sheffer. And I'm going to tell you this. They, they've won uh, three to two and four to two, but he hasn't had to steal them a game yet. No, he hasn't stood on his head uh, from what you've been telling me. He's been good, He's, but he hasn't been yeah. otherworldly like we've seen him do at times. Yeah, and, and we know that he has that in him and that he can do that. So I'm real interested in in this game and seeing how it's played, who controls the tempo. Um, I think it'll be physical because Lance Cruz North doesn't shy away from the hitting, and the Huskies have been hitting. Yes. Uh, in, in these playoff games and even in the last few games of the regular season while they were getting ready for the playoffs, they've been hitting. Um, and so th- this should be a really fun hockey game tonight, at least – on paper, that's what it looks like to me. And having eyeballed these two teams, I've seen Unified's. We didn't broadcast their games, but I've seen their games right. in the district. And I saw them twice at McMorrin this year against the Big Reds and against the Vikings. And, well, let's Again, we don't endorse the transitive property to compare teams, but it's not bad to get another measuring stick. The In February, both teams played Liggett. Northern beat them handily, 4-1, to one, if I remember uh, correctly. Northern dominated Liggett in that game, and that was re- a recent game. Yes. On February 1st, Lons Cruz Unified played Liggett and lost 5-4 to four in OT. Again, that doesn't mean that, oh, that means Northern's four goals better. It just is one measuring yeah. stick. And but the difference was is when Northern played Liggett, they were really physical, and Liggett didn't like it. Mm. And I imagine a Liggett-Lance Cruz North game being up and, down. up and down. And they Lance Cruz Unified also beat Marysville 5-2 to two in one of their final regular season and games. And that was Ringstad and Gooley. Yes. They were a two-man show that day, and they were enough. We, we did that game, uh, and it wasn't that Marysville played uh, poorly. Just Ringstad and Gooley every time they were on the ice dominated the game right so that's just another benchmark to give you Dennis you'll be on the call eight o'clock from Suburban Ice Arena uh, tonight the winner of this game will play Saturday at five in the quarterfinals and uh, the other side of the bracket is Lake Orion Catholic Central I believe they also play tonight Um, and so we we won't know until the end of the night um, who they're playing but if Northern wins tonight, we will have them Saturday from Suburban for the quarterfinals, which is where they got to last year. Right, and it won't be um, it won't be at a airplane hangar. Yeah, no, they had to play that game in Burton last year at a place that was just a dump. I couldn't believe we were playing a quarterfinal game in that place, and it was like a pinball machine. And I remember they uh, uh, Rice won the opening faceoff and dumped the puck down, and uh, Sheffer went out to play it. Like goalies do all the time, he went yeah. to stop it behind the net, and it, it hit one of those pinball boards and came right out into the slot. And the kid got an empty net goal, and it was all downhill from there. Right. Like the first two or three brother Rice goals were just crazy. The puck bouncing crazy all over the place. All right, let's talk about some of the girls' basketball games tonight. I think one of the one of the more interesting ones: five thirty at Lons Cruz North. Dakota and PH. We talked about this. This is going to be a race to probably 35. Uh, And it's the third time they've played each other, so no secrets. Um, And they've had two tight games. Each team has won it at its own gym, and now they play game three at a neutral gym. Yes. Albeit two miles from Dakota's gym, (laughs) but it's still a neutral gym. And that, again, that is such a weird gym, not because it's bad or not good in any way. It's just... If no, you, it's a nice gym. It's a nice gym, but like you're in a very large room, but the gym portion only takes up like fifty percent of it because the stands aren't back against the wall. Mm-hmm. There's space behind the bleachers on each side, like there's room that you could walk like four rows of people. Behind the seats. It's almost room for a shoot-around for other teams warming up. Yeah, and and so it kind of makes you feel like you're in a small gym, even though you're not in a small 
gym, but it's a nice floor. Uh, it's well lit. Um, it's a good atmosphere for uh, for basketball. Um, but uh, yeah, I, there is that kind of you're you're cramped. It's like it's a brand new gym. It's not a 1950s gym. You no. understand why you feel cramped in the 1950s gym, right? But in a gym that was made probably in the two thousands, you feel like you feel like it should be bigger. But and the ceiling's not that high either. That's the yeah. other thing. Like you go to Marysville, the ceiling's way up there. You go to PH, you don't have to worry about hitting the rafters. If you throw up a full court shot at Lonscrews North, you might hit a beam. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if it goes in, would be cool. Of course, they wouldn't count it. But <laughs> anywho. Uh, Lance Cruz North takes on Northern. It's a young Husky team. It's it would be a huge upset in the entire state. If they yeah, that that would send shockwaves around the state, and that's just being honest about it. Northern will get. Although you know what, the last four games that Jersey McGregor has played, she's grabbed what seventy five rebounds, something, like and that. scored over fifty points. She's averaging like fifteen and fifteen. Yeah, it, that's being conservative. So if she plays like that. You know, Northern won't get blown out. Right. So, um, any anyway, Marysville, transi- Clair. transitional statement to Marysville, St. Clair. You asked me about this before. Um, what do I think? Does uh, St. Clair have a chance? I want to say yes because I've seen moments where St. Clair has it clicking. But Marysville just seems to have their number. St. Clair can go with them for a quarter, maybe a half, but I have trouble seeing St. Clair going blow for blow with Marysville for four quarters, and part of that is for the last two months, Marysville has been very consistent. After that little lull in December against Lakeview and Port here on high, they have been dominant, and they have they get ahead and they smell blood in the water and they keep attacking St. Clair's going to have to not turn the ball over. That's going to be the biggest thing. Don't give them the easy layups on the other end because that's what happened to St. Clair before. That's what happened to Marine City. You throw these long arcing passes from sideline to sideline and boop, Caitlin Kane jumps in front of it. Boop, uh, Avery Walters jumps in front of it, going the other way. Boop, Kara Miller in front of it, going the other way. And you do that a couple possessions in a row, you go from being down two possessions to now you're down 15 and have to burn a timeout. Yeah, no, number one is, is you'll have to be able to handle pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, protect the basketball or you have no chance at all because right. Marysville scores a lot of points uh, and, and most of it comes from their, their defense giving them quick, easy offense. Yes. Make them execute in the half court, which Marysville can, but that's not their forte. Uh, and just score enough because that's the other thing. St. Clair, you've seen them go silent before. If you want to pull off the upset, they're going to have to do it in like a 30 to 28 game where they just muddy it up and limit the possessions for both teams. Got to stay out of foul trouble too, especially like St. Clair's bigs have to give them something tonight. Now take what I said about this game and apply it to the 7 o'clock game there, Marine City, Algonac. Algonac cannot turn it over as much as they did against Richmond. They, they're they going to have to figure out a way to bring a ball up the court. They have to shoot the three ball a little better. And I don't know from Algonac who's going to be able to stop the trio of Austin, Blanchard, and Dietland inside. Yeah. That's, that's what I would be worried about if I'm a Muskrat fan. Because uh, the guards can kind of hang with them. But, like, I think that wouldn't be too big of a mismatch. But in the post, I wouldn't be surprised if one of Blanchard or Austin, Dietlin, you end up having 20-plus points tonight. I think for Marine City, their two big issues, play a clean game mm-hmm. um, and, and try to avoid – in every game, it seems like they have that four- to six-minute stretch where they have a hard time scoring. Um, sometimes it's just their shooting goes cold, but, but sometimes they turn the ball over a lot. Um, and, and the other thing is stay out of foul trouble. They're, they're important people seem to get quick fouls right. a lot. And, and that's a hard way to, to go. It's a hard way to get into the rhythm 
of your game because when they're in rhythm, the Mariners are real good. Yes, yes, but sometimes it takes them one, two quarters to get into rhythm. Uh, but that's the other game. Out in MLA City, uh, we have Armada Yale, which we talked about that. That's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, that, that's that's a fun third meeting yes. for those two teams. They're, they're pretty evenly matched. They're yes. very similar in style and in personnel. And then MLA City plays Croslex. It was a nice win for the Pioneers. I would call it the biggest upset in a long time in girls' basketball if they're able to knock off Emily City. Well, it, it's as big a shockwave across the state if Croslex beats Emily City as it would be Northern beating Lance Cruz North. Yes. So. All right. Uh, out at Memphis, Clintondale and New Haven, Mount Clemens and Memphis. Uh, up in the uh, thumb, Sandusky, Brown City, and Kingston against Millington are the matchups uh, there. If you see anything that you want to jump in on, just say so. Uh, Mooney plays New Haven Merritt tonight. The winner will get Parkway Christian in the final. CPS, Deckerville, Ubley, North Huron uh, are the other two uh, games uh, in the district up in the uh, thumb. I think CPS is the host of that. Uh, I think so, too. I think CPS got the girls and Deckerville got mm-hmm. the boys. Um, so uh, there you go. Those are all the games. Going on uh, tonight, Brady will be in Marysville for two girls' basketball games, and I'll be at Suburban Ice Arena for that Northern Lance Cruz Unified uh, game that uh, can't get here fast enough for hmm. me. Like, uh, I, I wish it were a uh, like a 2 o'clock game so I could go right from here right to the game. Right. <laughs> but I never get what I want. No, and I'll be in Marysville tonight. Uh should be a fun couple of games tomorrow. I'm back at Marysville. Boys basketball, Northern, and the Vikings do battle. Dennis, you are out at Armada for – or out at Richmond, Richmond for, for Armada Richmond. Yeah, which, again, aren't a, aren't a whole lot of games going on tomorrow. Tomorrow's kind of a, a quiet day as teams get ready. The only other games going on, Mooney at Divine Child and MLA City – at Algonac. I believe both of those BWAC games are makeup games. Uh, and and uh, Mooney Div- Divine Child, uh, again, that's a preparation game for Mooney. Yes. Uh, I saw Kenny Semmelsberger last night. He just rolled his eyes. He says, Why are we going to Divine Child? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But got to uh, prepare you but, for. You know, uh, Mike's got the test tubes and the electrodes yes. going, and he's a mad scientist. Because he, they have he a knows legitimate what he shot to, to be. Mooney. May have the best chance to be the last boys team standing in our area just because their road is a nice paved road and not a Michigan road. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike, because Croslex is a really good team, but they're going to have to get through not only beating MLA City and MLA City, they would have to beat Goodrich and then either Warren Collegiate and the winner of the St. Clair District to get to a quarterfinal. Yeah. They, they've got a little rockier path not that they can't do it uh they certainly can but but they have a tougher path and and quite frankly um i don't even know why they're playing Mooney's district they won't like me saying that but i don't even know why we're playing that district that's a waste of time yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell mike and his kids that but come on it, it uh, seriously if you don't win that district. If I had to bet a mortgage on one team winning a district, yeah. it would be Mooney. Yeah, I'll put a lot of money on Mooney winning that district, and I probably won't win much because yes, the odds, would the be odds like makers minus, are like no. minus 1,500. <laughs> so, anyways, with that being said and us getting in trouble at the end of the show with our Mooney friends, um, <laughs> we will end things before we get any deeper into it. Sounds <laughs> you good. you got something else. Nope, nope, just uh, – Districts continue tonight, boys, next week. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.